I'm going to be starting in 2 Peter today, chapter 1. Then I'm going to Colossians chapter 1. I'll be going to Psalms 103, I believe it is. So I have a lot of scripture today. I'm going to be in a teaching mode today, setting up what, uh, setting up what we're going to be talking about over these 100 days and what we're doing uh, in, this, in this season. Um, uh, I, I really do believe that these next 100 days is going to set the trajectory of this year for your life. Um, in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, this word says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse 3, he said, Knowledge of who called us by glory, called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. What? I got a lot more to read, but let me talk as I read. What, what, what does it mean, the corruption that is in the world through lust? First John says that these three are in the world. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. There, there are many groups uh, that get caught up in all the details of sin but, and, be, and, and begin to break it down and rank sins. But, but, but the Lord was not caught up in the details. It was more about a category. It was more about is it a sin or is it not? There were a lot of people that get caught up in all the details some say, you know, they get caught up in the details of holiness. What does it look like? Uh, if you grew up in a holiness type of environment, uh, you know that the, the, the ladies could, could not wear pants and you could not wear makeup and you, your hair had to be up and the higher up it was, the closer you were to heaven. And men, I probably couldn't preach in a lot of those churches because I have a beard and your hair couldn't touch your ear. And they were caught up in all the details of it. But the Lord wasn't so much caught up in the details. It was, is it, is is it a sin or, or is it not? And he said, these big things are sin because there are a lot of ways, there are a lot of details that you can have lust of the flesh. Amen. You can have too much cake and have lust of the flesh, somebody. I know I wouldn't get an amen on that one. But the Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted in all of these categories. He was tempted in all of these points, in all of these things. But the word said, although he was tempted, he remained without sin. He was, he was told to turn the stones into bread. Satan looked at him and said, look, look over all of this land. You can have it all if you want it. He told him, look, jump off the mountain, jump off the cliff, and you know your angels will catch you there but in other words he was he was he was being tempted by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and his pride was being challenged and he was tempted in all three categories he was tempted the same way that we are but the word said he remained without sin this is the corruption of the world in in this verse then Jesus shows up and what does he say he says guess what I have overcome the world what does that mean he was saying guess what people I have overcome 
overcome the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I have overcome the world. So now he says, I want you to use your faith to overcome these categories of sin just like I did. He said, that same spirit that was in me is the same spirit that is in you. And now you've got to use your faith. What is faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So God had given us all things. This this verse that I read said that God had given us all things pertaining to life and godliness through what? Through the word. The word has given me everything that I need to overcome the world. I said the word of the Lord has given us everything that we need to overcome the world this morning. Amen. It has given us everything that we need to overcome the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And I can escape the corruption of life by living according to the word this year. Amen. This year, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to live above, above and not beneath. Uh, this year, I want to live, I want, uh, I want to live in a way that I am the head and not the tail this year. This year, I want to live in glory this year. And it's only can happen by living according to his word. And whenever you see the world referenced, it is referring to these three categories, these three passions that come, that come up against man and woman. But Jesus said, I have overcome them. I have overcome these, and you can too. And then here comes that we're reading today the Apostle Peter. He's no longer just a disciple, but now he is an apostle. And he says in this verse, he said, you've been given everything that you need to be godly through the knowledge, through the word. Let me speak to you for a moment this morning because it's going to be very difficult this year for us. It's going to be very difficult for the church church for us to overcome the world without the word in our life. I said that it's going to be almost, it will be impossible for you to conquer the world if you are not in the word. It's going to be impossible for you to overcome the passions that this year has for you whenever they come knocking on your door without a steady flow of the word in your life. But you say, but pastor, I come to church every Sunday and I listen to you preach and I take notes you should see my journal you've got all of your one-liners and I've got quotes on you what else can I do what else can I do well let me tell you something because this year you're going to need a lot more than a Sunday morning word this year you're going to need a lot more than just a, than, than, than just a preacher on Sunday morning it is easy to hear what God has put on my heart for you but what has God put on your heart for yourself and you cannot know that until you get into the word. I don't want to live this year cleaning up messes that my flesh has made. Amen. I don't want to live this year cleaning up messes that my eyes have made. Amen. I don't want to live this year cleaning up messes that my own pride has brought me through. But I want to live, I want to live above the world. And whenever you get in the word and the word gets inside of you, when those passions begin to come at you, you can make a decision just like that 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 will save your life and will help everything from being uh, turned upside down because this is a year when you must be in flow with the word. The word of the Lord. Continuing to read there, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, it says, but also for very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, 
to perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he has cleansed us from old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. (laughs) You will never stumble. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Wow. If you do these things, you will not stumble this year. If you do these things, a man will not be able to pull you out of line from God's will. If you do these things this year, a woman will not be able to pull you out of the line of God's will for your life. If you do these things, Facebook will not be able to pull you out of line from the will of the Lord. If you do these things, you will keep joy. If you do these things, you will not stumble. Hmm. Colossians 1, 26-27 says, The mystery which has been hidden, I'm teaching this morning, from ages and for generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm going to read verse 27 again. You need to get it. To them... God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. And that mystery of the glory is, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hmm. Christ in you. Christ In you is the hope of glory. How do you get to glory? Christ in you. Take note. I think it's so interesting that the word here does not say Jesus here. It says the Christ in you. The Christ in you brings the glory. The Christ in me cannot bring glory to you. If you want glory, you cannot rely on your pastor to bring you glory. Can I get it? Amen. You cannot rely on the worship team to bring you to a place of glory. It is Christ in you. It's the Christ in you. 1 Peter 1 that I read earlier in verse 3 said, As His divine power has given to us all all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us, By glory. Called by glory. Called by glory. This year, God is calling your name. And He's calling it by glory. 
This year, glory is calling your name. Who is calling? Glory is calling. I'm going to teach today. I know, listen, you got to put this together because it will change your life. Glory is calling you today. Glory has missed you. What do you do when you miss somebody? You call them up. Glory has missed you because glory has not seen you in a while. Glory has missed the church because a lot of churches, the glory cannot flow in the church. And now glory in 2022, glory is calling the church. What is glory? It says glory is a mystery as stated in the text. And God revealed the mystery of glory by putting Christ in you. Are you getting this? God will reveal his glory by putting Christ in you. The word Christ, get this, the word Christ means anointing. The anointed one. Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name. It's an adjective used to describe him. His name was Jesus And then when the anointing came upon him, he was Jesus Christ. Why? Because it meant Jesus, the anointed one. So how did God reveal his glory? How is God going to reveal his glory? He had to put anointing inside of us to reveal the mystery of glory here today. We will see the glory of the Lord. I'm teaching today. I keep telling you that because I want you to be taking notes. I know some of you are looking at me long-faced, but I'm teaching today. Because you've got to understand, He put Christ in you so others can see His glory. He put Christ in the church so whenever people come to church, they see His glory. What is Christ? It is the anointing. So what did he do? How did God reveal his glory? He had to take something that was on Jesus and put it on us. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord, the the Christ is upon me. He has anointed me. He has Christed me to preach good news to the poor. Jesus had the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power. And whenever that day the Christ came upon him, that is when miracles and power started flowing out of his life that's when we start to see the glory of Jesus and when the Holy Spirit came upon him when the Christ came upon him it was no longer just a name but then it became a demonstration his name became a demonstration when the Christ when the anointing came upon him and now the Bible says God is calling you to glory and he can't get you there unless he takes that thing that was on Jesus and puts the Christ in you. Are you getting it? He's got to put it on you because the only way you can get to the glory is by the Christ in you. If you want more glory, you need more anointing. You need more Christ. You need more oil. You need more Holy Spirit. 
So he had to take that thing on Jesus that made him more than just a normal man and put it in mankind. And this year, Christ doesn't need to just be part of our identity. He doesn't need just to be we are Christians. He doesn't need to be just a figure hanging on a necklace. He doesn't need to be just a word that we have printed on signs. He doesn't need just to be just just who we say that we are. No, this year, Christ doesn't need just to be part of our identity, but he needs to be a demonstration in our life. Amen. And I'm going to say it over this year. This year in 2022, Christ doesn't need to be just why we are gathering on Sunday mornings. We're not just gathering so we can feel the Christ, feel the anointing. We don't need to be gathering this year just so we can sing. We don't need to be gathering just so we can feel the Christ and shout a little bit and speak in tongues. These things are all great, but that doesn't need to be the reason why we are gathering around the Christ. We don't need to be gathering just so we can have goosebumps and do a Jericho march. No, but when we gather this year, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing personalities demonstrated. I'm tired of seeing people lifted up, but they can't even lift up the name of the Lord. I'm tired of seeing natural gifts demonstrated in the church, but I'm declaring that this year in 2022 at Legacy Church will be a year when God's people get together and the Christ is demonstrated. We shall see his glory. We shall see his glory. Psalm chapter 8, verse 1 through 6. Why do we read and see that men of God have fallen? Why? They stepped away from the glory. Why do we see leaders? Falling, they stepped away from the glory. They stepped away from the word. And in Psalm chapter 8, verse 1 through 6, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name, all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. How many of you have an enemy in your life that you would like to shut up? You need the glory. Can I get an amen? When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made them little lower than the angels. He says, what is man? Why do you keep using mankind? Why do you keep using man? They, they let you down and they, and, they, and they break the model and they, and they let you down, but you keep using them. Why? What is man? <coughs> he says, you have crowned him with glory and with honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. You have put all things under his feet. You have put all things under his feet. I don't think you're getting that. When the glory comes upon you, he puts things under your feet. 
I remember an old preacher. He said that the old song that we used to sing, it's under our feet. It's, he said, that's not scripture. Yes, it is. It's right here. I just read it. He puts all things under his feet. Oh, God. Is this the reason why last year we kept dealing with the same things? Oh, God, is this the reason why you keep dealing with the same issues for years? Why you can't get that thing, that, 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 that obstacle, that person under your feet? Is it because the church has not been operating in the glory, but we've been operating in personalities? Hmm. I wasn't expecting to preach the house down today. Is it because we've been lifting up personalities instead of lifting up the glory? You, oh Lord, have given man dominion over your stuff. Why? How? You own it. You created the world, but you gave man control of it. Crazy. It's like he's leasing it to us. He still owns it, but we're in control of it. You created it, then crowned man with glory. And told them to take care of this and gave him the glory to pull it all off. Interesting. But, Houston, we have a problem. Why? Because the word says, all have sinned and fallen short of what? The glory. He said, I'm giving you glory. I want you to operate in glory. But all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory. you got to get this. Whenever I am in sin, whenever you are in sin, there will be a shortage of the glory in your life. If the glory is not, if you can't see the glory of the Lord around you, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, Lord, what am I doing? Because whenever there is sin in your life, there will be a shortage of the glory. And you've got to get that because whenever you start seeing crazy things this year, whenever, whenever it feels like things are just spinning out of control around you, the only way you can regain control is to increase the glory. And as troubles increase, guess what? You must increase the glory. Can I get an amen? And you're saying, but what is the glory? Get this, God set earth to operate like heaven. Whenever God created earth, he created it to be a visual representation of heaven. He wanted earth to look like heaven and operate like heaven. And whenever we talk about glory, glory is the visible expression of God. Whenever you start seeing the signs and the wonders and the miracles, it is the glory of God. If I tell someone who may be standing on stage, look, I see the glory of the Lord all over your life. What I am doing is I am telling them it's not because you're singing. It's not, it's, it's not that you gave me chill bumps, but, but I can see expressions of your heavenly father all over your life. That is the glory on you. And I'm telling them that you, that you look like your heavenly father. That is glory. For you bring God glory is for you to look like your heavenly father. That's how you bring him glory. Do you know what, what, what brings parents glory? What brings parents glory is when your kids 
start living and acting the way that you have trained them and taught them according to the word. It brings the parents glory. The Bible says that a foolish child becomes, uh, becomes their parents' shame. But if they walk according to the word, it brings them glory. Me, if I walk out what I have been taught, if I walk out the word, if I walk out what is in the book, it brings him glory. But glory is not all about bringing him glory. That's part of it. But glory that we are talking about is also about me. Because having it's all about me having what I I need on the inside of me to make this world function like heaven. When people look at you this year, they should see your father. When people listen to you talk, they should hear your father. If you want earth to function like heaven, when people look at you, they should see the glory of the Lord. Can I get an amen? I need somebody to give me some amens on a track or something up there. I need a choir. I need an organ or something. Thank you. Whenever people look at you, they should see the glory of the Lord. When they're listening to you, they should hear the voice of the Father. When people have looked at you last year, what did they see? When they heard you, what did they see? When they were on your Facebook page, what did they think? I feel conviction coming into the room. What is it? When people look at you, they should see a visible expression of the Lord. And God said, Adam, I made earth and I made you. Now I'm going to give you earth. And I'm going to put glory on you so that you can operate it like I designed it. Sin came. Adam fell to sin, messed up the process. Jesus had to come and do what? Jesus was born as a baby. We just celebrated Christmas. He had to come and what? He brought a new kingdom. He brought a kingdom of heaven back to earth. And he said, guess what? He said, guess what? Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. I put glory on you. Here are the keys. I want you to operate it. You have the keys to the kingdom. Your neighbor has the keys to the kingdom. You have the keys to the kingdom. It's up to you what you do with the keys. And now he said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. I'm giving you access. You can do with it whatever you want to. He said, if you bind it, I'll bind it. If you loose it, I'll loose it. If you release it, I'm going to release it on you. If you ignore it, I'll ignore it. In other words, the glory is on you. It's your choice if you operate it in it or not. You've got the glory of the Lord in you. If Christ is in you, you've got some glory. But do you want to operate in the glory of the Lord? Man, help me out today. God said, I've made everything. I'm going to crown man with glory and honor. I'm going to let him operate in it. And God says, it still belongs to me, but I'm going to put it under his control. And if it gets better, the Lord said, it'll be because of him. If it gets worse, it'll be because of him. If it gets better, it'll be because of you. If this earth gets worse, it'll be because of you. And we pray, and I don't know about you, 
But whenever I hear that I've got the keys to the kingdom, and if life around me gets better, it's because of me, because he gave me authority. Some of you are looking at me like you have no idea what I'm saying. I'm going to break this down again for you. I'm preaching this again next week, so you better get on it. If it gets worse, whenever I hear I have the keys, it makes me want to hit my knees and say, Oh, God, what can I do? Lord, give me more glory because I can't do this without the glory. And we pray and we pray, Lord, I want you to bless our country. And he's saying, if your country gets better, it's because of the church. If the country gets worse, it's because of the church. If it gets better, God, we can't do it without your glory. God, we need your glory. Could one of the biggest problems in our nation be that the church has been operating without the glory? You don't even know you've got glory on you. It's a trick of the enemy. The devil loves nothing more than for you to come and just be, I'm saved. And for you to come to church and sit on a pew, sit on a chair, and not realize that you're not only saved, but you have authority through the Christ in you. You've got glory, and whenever Christ is in you, and he's put the glory on you, that's when he puts everything under your feet. Did you get it? That's powerful. That is powerful. That's what we're seeking the next hundred days is the glory. If it gets better, it's up to you. If it gets worse, it's up to us. But the church can't have the glory and flesh at the same time. Flesh and glory cannot coexist. Why do why I ask earlier, why do leaders fall? Because they get in the flesh. They get in the what? The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. There's a mega church right up the road. It's been in national news. The pastor just had an affair. What happened? He stepped out of the glory and got in the flesh. You want to know what happened? He got out of the glory and got in the flesh. You don't need to know all the details. You just need to understand. He stepped out of the glory and got in the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. He got in the world. And let me tell you something. This year, the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, the world is out to get you so that you will stumble. But you've been crowned with glory for a moment, for a year, such as this. Glory always collides with flesh. They will not coexist. If you want the glory, you've got to die to your flesh. Some of you can't have glory because of stuff you've been watching for years. I don't see, oh Lord, I don't see how you can have the glory and watch The Bachelor. That's what I thought. I don't see how, I don't see how you can live in glory and watch The Bachelorette. I don't see how you can be in glory and be on your phone 24 hours a day. You can't do it this year. Why? Because the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will creep into you. And before you know it, you will step out of the flesh 
or you will step into the flesh and out of the glory and you will stumble but this year this year glory glory and flesh cannot coexist that's why in 2022 the church must understand the art of yielding to the spirit that's an old old school term yielding they're over there quenching the spirit they weren't yielding to yield means to give way to when you when you step back and say lord have your way there's sometimes when 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 worship is going so good i just step back and say lord have your way come on let's sing it again i can't preach today lord that's fine lord i'm I'm yielding to you the glory's here lord have your way the greek word for yield means uh the greek word for yield means to back down from you back down from your agenda you back down from your plans you back down from things you want to do and you get in a prayer closet and you fast and you pray and say lord i want the glory this year you back down from and if you want the glory of life you've got to back down so the spirit can rise up if you let your flesh lead you this year you will fall short of the glory first corinthians 129 says no flesh should glory in his presence romans 8 8 says those who are in the flesh cannot please the Lord why because you can't get the glory when you're getting when you're trying to get some flesh you can't do it we've traded the glory we've traded the glory of God for the glory of man we've become addicted to the glory of man we want man to uplift us we want man to come and say you did such a good job we want man to exalt us we want man to pull up up us us up on a stage we want man to give us uh, that promotion we want man we and we've become addicted to the glory of man why can't the glory move in some churches because there's more personality than there is spirit there's something that's coming to the church. I told first service when I was praying and preparing this week, I felt the Lord say, there's something coming to the church that if you don't have the glory, that if the glory is not on us, we will mismanage this gift. It's, and it's going to be a gift that it like it literally falls into our laps. We weren't even thinking about it. We weren't even working for it. It's going to be like a blessing that literally fell into our lap. But if we receive it with hands of flesh, we will drop it. We will not be good stewards of of this glory. There is something that is coming to Legacy Church that if we do not have the glory, we will miss it. There is something that's coming to our church in 2022 that it will not allow personalities to be exalted. It will not allow Jezebel's to thrive. It will not allow Judas's to remain at the table. It will be like a circumcision. It will be like a stripping away of the flesh. And His Word says, if I'm lifted up, not if, not, not if flesh is lifted up, but if I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. There's something that's coming, and it's called the glory of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to live in the glory. I don't know about you, but whenever people listen, 
when people listen to me preach, I don't want them to hear Chase Holson back this year. I want them to hear the glory of the Lord. Whenever people are watching online, if you're watching, I don't want you to see Chase Holson back. I want you to see the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm in such a place where I'm like, Lord, what is it that, what is it that I can do to remove myself so people don't see me, people don't call on me, but they start calling on you. When people look at you, what are they seeing? Are they seeing the Christ in you? The anointing in you. What are they seeing? Would you stand with me just for a moment?